0: Hello. Good afternoon, everyone. And I'm grateful that you're here or whoever's gonna be showing up. <laughs> and I'm so grateful to be live today. Whoops, having some problems here. Um so welcome, welcome to Life Clarifications with Natasha. So I'm here as a psychic medium willing to help you work through your stuff and you know many of us are going through a lot of stuff and i keep saying that because we all this time of the year you know life you know it seems like over the last like three or four years we've all been going through a lot hi veronica love you uh that you know it's one of those things that you know going through these troubles that we've been going through it's all about helping us be us and our emotions are getting hit. And I just want to send love to everyone because I have divine love to give to everyone. And today I was called to tell you a little story. And I didn't go live on Instagram today because I just didn't feel like I can go out into that network. Um, I know Facebook has its networking, but Instagram has like a TikTok feel to it. And I just didn't feel like this um, was worthy of that, if that makes any sense. So with that, that I wanted you to know that, you know, no matter where you're at, what you're doing, you are loved. And uh, Veronica, remember tomorrow is our show. Or our class. So I wanted to give that to you. Uh, That, you know, when we're going forward in this dance of our life, a lot of us struggle with our spirituality, our knowing of things, our willingness to negotiate life, right? And, you know, as we're going through a lot of these stressors, you know, we forget that we are actually divine love at the core of us. And that core of us is the soul that we come into this world about. I know for a fact that, okay, I'm going to be speaking very boldly in this show today. And it was one of those things that I was like, okay, how can I let people know that I do walk with divine love? You know, I know many of the people who know me personally, they kind of wonder how do I walk with this kindness and this love? It's because I've known love from the the moment I've been born. And that love was my soul. And that soul of mine was awake. My soul was awake coming into this world. I've been a very awakened soul for many, well. Basically, since I came, became a soul, and I know a lot of us do that. Okay, but I have a perspective that maybe some others don't know, or some do. I I don't know. I my world of of um, this web of life. You know, I'm one of how many millions of millions of people are there. You know that we all have this unique story of how we were made. And I can tell you that the witnessing that I have done, and like I said, this is going to be kind of like a, is this she speaking the truth type of show? Yes, I am. I'm actually speaking my truth. And my truth is important to me. And if it's something that you can adhere to, you know, believe in it. Because I know and I can witness that many of you, when I look at you intuitively, because so I'm a psychic medium, I really see the divine love that we all are. But we get bogged down by our humanness, right? We get bogged down by those troubles. We get bogged down by life. And that life is something that really dims our inner light. But I can tell you, though, that when I have been dimmed down by my life, what I've ended up doing is having the tools to get my light shining again. Sometimes it took a little time. Sometimes it took a little work. Sometimes it took a little effort. But it was something that my body and my soul really wanted to do, right? And so with that, that I'm going to give you a tool to get your light shining again. Because I know, especially Veronica, you're going through a lot right now, that we're all going through something. And the witnessing that we're doing of our life is not easy. So with that, that if you can actually, rainbows are the closest thing that I can call to divine colors, okay? And they're even muted compared to what I have witnessed as divine colors. No, I have not had a near-death experience. I've had a near-death birth. (laughs) So with that, that I understand these colors. I can witness them. So if you picture a divine rainbow coming down and washing over you, through you, and then then having it shoot out, shoot out around you, through you. Oh, I'm getting chills as I've done that. That that helps clear a lot of our guckiness. Okay, so the divine rainbow comes down over and around you. And then shoots out. Keep doing that. Have it come down into Mother Earth because she can really use some work, right? So that divineness can come down. When we are dealing with the divine, and I call it divine because it's something that is is—it's uh, clean to me. It's clean and knowing. Okay. So I'm going to go back through my life. Doesn't that also ground us? Thank you, Veronica, for saying that. Doesn't that um, also ground us? In a way, it does. Because the more that we work with our body, the more grounded we get naturally. So, yes, that would be a good way to kind of cleanse. Like today, I was around a lot of people. You know, today's energy, I called it. Uh, there was one person I was around. And, and you know, I all of a sudden, I kind of, kind of classify people sometimes as animals. Not necessarily meaning it meanfully, but, you know, like there's this one uh, because I work in a daily school in the morning a little bit here. And, you know, this one student, he was a little prickly. I called him porcupine. He had porcupine energy. (laughs) And sometimes, you know, somebody I'm working with has wombat energy. Some people have kangaroo energy where they're like all over the place. Some people have like an elephant. Great knowledge, but don't bully me right so depending on who somebody is depends on what energy they create around them right and so with that that as we're going forward in in our dance today seemed like it was a very prickly day and i had a couple people who, who um young ones even that was like yeah this is a prickly day and they would oh. <laughs> so today was a prickly day so if you're around any porcupines today, I just was asking the quills to be flattened it, to come down and um, and uh, and you know do the thing like that and um, and uh, you know it, it's one of those things. Um, uh, okay, so I'm trying to read this here. No, we're not gonna do this. I had this last time on my show that I am not going to have anybody else advertise on my show. I honor you for you and doing that. If you, you know, if I have a guest, that is different, but you are not going to be advertising for someone else to have a reading. Thank you. Um, And I appreciate that. And I'm going to block you because I do not appreciate that. Uh, and delete the comment. And I, stop, hide the comment because I am not going to do that. Block and delete. Thank you very much. So with that, that as we're going forward and managing that Being someone who I am, I've been psychic all my life and I'm sorry if I got distracted there, but this is creating new boundaries. And as we shine our light, it's amazing how attracted we get of people and things. So thank you very much for Veronica, for being the boundaries with me like this. I appreciate you so much that you understand this balance and I'm creating this this, um, knowing. OK, so as we're going forward and and doing the work and going forward, that the more we shine our light, the more we can create balance and life. But yet we do attract some flies and I'm creating a balance and a, a boundary about that. I'm not accepting anybody to advertise unless you get my permission first. So with that, and I can honor other people who are very intuitive, but this is my show. And please honor me that way, as I would honor you and your show. Because the only time I advertise on other people's show is if they ask me to give them my website, right? So that, or they've asked me on as a client in that way. So thank you. And you're more than welcome, Veronica. So going forward in this dance that many people, many people forget, as I said before, about being a light of divine well my birth story is something that can honor you in your birth story because the fact that i have a remembrance of my birth story and if i remember my birth story guess who also has their birth story and All of our birth stories can have some similarities. Mine is unique in my way. Yours is unique in your way. Okay, but I wanted to come out. Come out as someone who, you know, I'm going to be vulnerable here about this because I want to honor you doing the work. So if you have any questions, legal questions, just ask me, okay? So one thing that I remember and I've been okay. So people kind of wonder how do I connect so many things? How can I walk um, like I did a session the other day where you know we went back through the time back to pre-birth into the bubble, and then we did some work in the star, um, the solar systems, and past lives, and all that kind of stuff. And then we went back into the the DNA past life, you know, through mother, father grandfather and all that that how did i do that at the same time while holding space for the bubble because of the fact that i work in many dimensions because my soul is so awake so for me yesterday this morning is a past life in a way that's the way i kind of see it because we can't go back and fix it but it's something to learn from just like our past lives That's why I use my past lives. So going forward, that going back in time, that I've always had an awakened soul, like I said before. I've always had this dance of being able to be awake in. And even, you know, a lot of people who are intuitive, they say, oh, this is the thing that triggered me into becoming who I am. Well, I can say that there was a a time when my parents passed away that I became Instead of being a shy person, I became more outwardly, more willing to stop someone and say, you need to hear this. You're loved, right? I had to do that earlier today. Stop someone and have them receive something because they really needed it. I had her in tears because of it. So going forward, doing that moment and believing in this, going back in time. I have a remembrance. And I was just talking to my dad who's passed last night and kind of getting some clarity to make sure I was right. Yes, I was right. That I remember so much before the age of three. Because of the fact that we went, my family and I went back to St. Louis for my dad to be a chiropractor when I was three and a half, four years old. So I remember certain things that were happening. Now I have a remembrance of a lot of things in my life, but there's something about remembering when I was before three. So I remember going, um, my dad used to be a meter reader. So sometimes he would take me to work. And I remember like things like, you know, you meet me on the other side of this hedge and I'll walk down this way. And so I would do that. And he would make sure I was safe. I, I had a really good relationship with my dad, right? So then there's other times when I heard heard him working in the basement. Because when I was born, the basement was being dug out of the house. I was um, born in a house, not born in, but we lived in a house built in the early 1900s. So the basement was getting dug out so that we can have a full basement, right? And it needed to be shored up. The house needed to be shored up because it was starting to fall down a little bit. And so I remember hearing my dad working downstairs Another thing I remember is being picked up as a baby. I remember being picked up, and I'm going back through time, picked up as an infant, you know, young, you know, sitting on the floor as my mom was in the kitchen doing work, right? Now, going back in time, I also remember a time when I was an infant, and I knew I was an infant because of the fact that. As I was laying and I was picked up and my head, came up like a little baby, like an infant where you, you, you need to, you know, your mom or your dad or someone needs to pick up your head because your head's too heavy. Well, I was done that and instantly I saw my mom. I knew it was my mom right so as i'm going forward and and having this conversation as i'm remembering going back in my life and as people are coming on and and listening to the show i'm talking about my birth story because many of us don't forget that we are divine light and i want to prove it by telling you about my birth story and i honor that moment in my life because i know i'm an awakened soul A lot of us don't have that awakened soulness, but I do. So as I'm going forward and and as I remember, it's not a meditation. It's a knowing. I have had this knowing my whole life, right? So I'm picked up and I'm held. And my mom is talking to me. I have that remembrance. Now I'm going to go back one more step that I remember. Pre birth, sitting in a hospital room. It was in the 60s. It was plain, hardly anything there, right? There's not much there. I remember seeing a nurse. I remember seeing a hospital bed. I remember seeing um, a woman in it. I remember seeing a man sitting next to him, right? And hello, Bev. And sitting at, um, at the end. I remember there was a tray all white. <laughs> Everything was white, clean, sterile, right? I I was up in the hospital room corner looking down. All of a sudden, I'm in darkness. I see tissue, you know like the inner tissue, you know the the bloody the the the, the tissue of the of the body, right? and then pop out the doctor wearing a white mask he's kind of chubby wearing a hat he's um kind of i can tell he's kind of thinning hair chubby white you know pretty pretty pale looking cuz he's broader and i look at his face and he pulls me out that is a remembrance i have like i said not a not a um not a um, not a knowing or a meditation this is something that I remember I also through my young years constantly had dreams knowings um uh, where like there I constantly had this re, this reoccurring dream or time where I was standing. I was in the hills of the Dakotas, I think, yeah, the Dakotas, it feels like. And um, I walk out, I have two children next to me, and I walk out and there's three um, braves on horses, painted horses, and they have feathers in their manes and stuff. Three braves as I stand there. And I know my husband went off and um, to get cows and never came back. But I know I was not killed at that time because those braves knew I was a strong medicine woman. I was not killed. I don't know what came after that. I also have a remembrance of being in a cave. With other witches intuitives and I ended up um, being in the cave where where people would come to me they would come um, and get herb herbs healing they would get um, readings they would get you know whatever they needed psychic um, tellings prophecies I'm going to call them and I have a remembrance, this is one that recurring, 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 because when we get these recurring past dreams, they're here to tell us a story, right? But I also remember that then when I had to go into town, I got food thrown at me, rocks thrown at me. I got a lot of things, I got shamed. So with that, the that story of the, the, um, the braves in front of me when I was in the Western days, right? That those braves were there to show me that I can be empowered. That, and the one that, coming out of the cave was about showing me that I was not to be shamed anymore in this lifetime. So these past life dreams, I also have a remembrance of sitting on a a metal ship with a dome. I'm sitting back from the dome, sitting outside in space, watching the earth being made. Yes, I know it's earth. So I have these past lives, these past knowings, right? What has helped me was knowing before my soul came into this world, I also had a knowing of um, standing at the pedestal, I'm going to call it. It's actually like a big book. And I remember a guardian asking me, what do you want to accomplish in this life? What do you want to accomplish in this life? And I can tell you, I knew at a very young age a lot of this story. For one, I was not going to get po- poisoned in this lifetime because I've had many things shoved down my throat and I was not going to have it done in this lifetime. So there again is smoothies, a lot of that kind of weird texture foods. Nuh-uh, not for this girl. I'm getting better. It took me a, It takes me a lot to swallow vitamins sometimes even because they were pills, Right. Because of the fact that even though I'm in this dimension, this is going to blow your mind, I have understandings in other dimensions of parallel times where I've had past lives. So I know in other past times I've been poisoned. There's been times where um, I have been burned, I've been um, hung, I've been a lot of things. And, and you know, here, I know that this is a, a woman's thing too, but it, isn't it interesting that I have the line right where, and this line popped up when I was dealing with a lot of past lives, popped up, isn't that right where the, where, um, the rope goes when you're hung? interesting huh so with that that as i was working through a lot of my past lives about finding my voice this line popped up at the same time so if you're on the podcast you wouldn't see it but it's there so going forward and in this moment i want everyone to know that i can witness you being a gem being a divine light because our soul has the snowy. So I've had other past lives, other things. Like when I watched the, um, Noah, there was a movie that out with, um, uh, Oh, I forget the name of the actor. And they, they did the, um, how he, um, ended up getting the message to be, um, to, uh, build the big ship, right? Noah's Ark. I shook literally. The whole time. I mean, I was shaking. Uh, I was shaking. My husband even said, Would you stop shaking? Because I was shaking so bad as I was watching it because it was such an um a moment of coincidence. My vibration of my soul was like going, This is real. Not necessarily the whole story the way they told it, but they were pretty damn close. Because they talked about how rocks awakened and helped, trees, life happened. Right? So I'm going to go back a little further. Go back a little further because this is a very old soul that I am. That I also have a remembrance of being on, because not every in my past lives has been in a human form, right? I've been a star being. I've been a fairy. I've also been an angel. I remember through my own eyes seeing myself run across a um war field and i get that this is probably world war one-ish somewhere in there that i was in a war and i came across people who were dying or got shot and i was whispering in their ear you can do it you can do it you can do it so as i was whispering I was also helping the soul, the, the beings get up and walk to the to where they needed to go. And I wasn't picking sides, I was picking moments of who that person was. The ones that had more lovingness in them, because they needed to be rewarded for who they were. No judgment. We all have different lifetimes, right? I can also tell you I also help the souls. So going forward and moving forward in that, I've been many different things, right? So having this knowing, I'm going to bring you back to a present moment at 9-11. 9-11 has, has been, ever since this knowing, been one of my doorways of who I am. So on 9-11, I was watching TV, taking my kid to school, just like any other day, not even knowing what was happening. But I felt a heaviness, a heaviness come over me. About two days later, I laid on the couch because I couldn't handle it anymore. And I kind of got into a meditative state or a quiet state. And here comes a soul. A soul to me. Where am I? What's going on? And I went, Oh, my dear. It was a woman. I'm sorry. Because she brought me back to where she was. She was from New York. And I said, I'm sorry. There was a catastrophe that happened. And in this walk and in this journey, this catastrophe, we went back to where her body was in the rubble. Now, I wasn't necessarily the medium that I am today, but I've never had it turned off, so I always was me, right? So talking about my story here, that as I was going forward, I helped her realize that she was now past. The one request she had was is that that she could say goodbye. So we went to her uh, flat, and went up and said goodbye went on um and um, looked at pictures of her family she was young she had a husband i wish i can get a hold of the husband and let him know about this story because she loved him so well as we finally went through the final goodbyes that she wanted to do we walked out and we both looked up Still brings a moment to me. As we both looked up, there was a ring, huge ring, bigger than the city of New York, metaphorically, <laughs> big ring of angel to angel to angel to angel around the city. Having this doorway, and the oh my gosh, the beauty. Of the rainbow, the colors that were glistening as the as the angels were holding hands or hand to hand, holding space as souls were just going up, clearing out the city. Even souls that didn't get through 9 that weren't 9 but ones that were just hanging around, had the exodus time. And oh my gosh, if you could have heard the song that the angels were singing. Still get chills. (laughs) Still get chills. So going forward, that moment reminded me that I was meant to be who I am today. I'm hoping that, uh, that other people were seeing that same thing that I did, but that's what I saw. And as she floated up, I came back to my body and resumed my day, picking up my kid from school and doing that work. you know what? As we go forward, that's the divine light that we are. We all are. Now, you may not be intuitive like I am. We may not be the ones we are, but I can tell you that we're all divine light. So now, after that moment of knowing those magicalnesses of the angels, there's no doubt that they are there, that I went back in time And I found out, I asked, where did I come from? Right back to knowing and seeing, I'm going to call it the greater, this greater light. It it was like this amazing, it's almost like a a, a rectangle-ish, I don't know, long, white brilliance of empowerment, of love. And what I'm seeing is is that there's these lights coming off of it. Because what I remember is my own light being pulled off of it. And then we're standing along it. But I can tell you that part of that dance was that there wasn't very many lights in front of me. but There was a lot of lights coming up after me. And that light was the beginning of our soul. And I can tell you, every soul was taken off divine love. I can also tell you that if you're flipping that coin over, like everybody does, flipping that coin over, right, that the same thing is happening in darkness. And going forward and in that those knowings, thank you guys um i i you know this is an amazing story because of the fact that i want you to know you are the same light you are divine light when you came off of the greater you were divine light you were meant to be divine light that doesn't mean we don't have emotions and tarnishesness tarnishes and troubles and things we got to work through—that's the humanness. But that light, that light of who we are, is here. And no, it's not on our our. Um, it's not our body light. It's our soul light. It's our soul light, which is bigger than us. It's our auras. It's our our vision. People say, I'm going to give you an aura reading. Give me a soul reading because that's basically what it is. It's light. And it's bigger than us. Like I had a a reading from, I talked about it on Monday, I think, um, about getting a reading from someone who didn't know me. And he's sitting there talking to me. And all of a sudden he goes, you just arrived. And he's looking up like at a 12-foot, 15-foot person. You just arrived. And I go, yeah. "Mm -hmm." He's telling me like I don't know this. I give it to him. I understand it. I have a knowing of this part of me. And I can tell you that when you see me shimmering and shining, that's what it is. I'm not asking my human body to shimmer and shine. I'm asking my divine love to shimmer and shine. My divine light to shimmer and shine. So that I can be the one to help. To send love. When somebody's bucket is empty, how can I love you? When your bucket is full, how can I love you? Now, sometimes I need to keep a little love for myself, yeah. Some days are a little low. My body has to go through life. I'm grateful for my humanness because my humanness is my body. It helps me breathe. My heart beats because it wants to be here. My throat has a voice box so I can speak. There's many things. Oh, my body has a digestive system so I can digest. So the more that we understand our body, our knees. Gosh, I've been having a lot of people talk about their knees lately and how much it hurts. Our knees are about moving forward. How can we be find balance? How can we can negotiate ourselves, right? So how can we do this work? By being. By being. And no, not everybody is enlightened. Many of us have mates, spouses, friends, uh, co-workers, who are very much not light. Enlightened. I want to switch that around. Enlightened. And they're very dense in the 3D world. But as we're going forward and doing our dance, there is this amazing life that we have. What can we use it for to learn? Because I can tell you the minute that we're plunked from the greater to where we are at this minute in time, or this minute's In dimensions, time that we're all in the moment of living and learning, because that is our physical life purpose is to live and learn. And that's where, for me, I have come into the practice, because I've practiced it and practiced it, into being a witness of life. How can I witness life to be our better good? How can I witness life in its moment? so I can do it. Witnessing means that you pay attention a little bit more. Be grounded in your knowings, but it doesn't mean that you have to be grounded. But the more that we witness, we're interactive in our lives, the more that we can be grounded in our life. I may not be the most grounded person, but people always say, how do you see that? What did you see there? And then my husband wonders sometimes why I don't see what I see for him. The thing is, though, I see, but he's close, and I can't always, I can't fix what's not fixable sometimes unless it's two people wanting to fix. He's different than I am. I'm different than he is. We're together to help each other. So when you're looking and saying, I need my twin flame, well, who's been your greater teacher? Probably your your not your twin flame, but your soulmate that's supposed to help you. Supposed to, in quotation marks, help you be your greater self. I can tell you, my husband, alcoholic of of um, since he was fourteen years old, now sober for ten, almost eleven, almost twelve years now. 10 years, 10 years, 11 and a half years, 10 and a half years. That when you become that person that you're meant to be, it's a journey. And I can tell you that journey lasts lifetimes. I have not stopped the journey of this soul since the day I was plunked from the greater to become who I am today. and the different dimensions around me. So I want you to know that, you know, as I remember sitting up in the light, I was sitting up in the hospital room in the corner there. What happened to me? That light, the soul light that I was, the peace that I was, that part of me, that soul part of me that was meant to be destined to be in human form, came down and created the balance of being with Natasha, who is in the womb, the body in the womb. So the body Natasha, and the spirit Natasha, and the soul Natasha, combined to become light, to witness the doctor. So I did not necessarily have a near-death experience. No. I can call it a uh, near-birth, near-life experience. Because I remember the life I was meant to live. And looking at the contract that I wrote coming into this world, it was pretty inclusive. And I can tell you, it took me a little bit of a while to learn how to rewrite that contract of who I was supposed to be in this world. And I can tell you rewriting that contract is one of the best blessings I can have because it created this person who's sitting in front of you now. So remember that we can rewrite our contracts that we came into this world at any point in time. Now I can tell you, I rewrote my contract and about six months later, my husband became sober with my, I rewrote the contract with my relationship with uh, my husband and he ended up being, uh, getting sober, which started the transition of our contract being nullified of the past and writing a new knowing of each other, a freer flowing contract for each other. And you're wondering about contracts. Tell you how to do it. I can show you how to do it, but that's a private session. So going forward in your life, going forward in the knowing that you are. Remember, you are light. You are love. I'm just a representation of that story, but my story is the story of all of us. We are all beacons of light coming into this human body. Now remember. The human body, the human knowing, the humanness that we are is about learning and experiencing. So if you're feeling really emotional and drudging through the the gutters, it's called gutter work so that we can find out who we are. Find out who we are. So I just noticed the time. And we're down to the last 20 minutes of the show here. I hope that this moment of me talking about my life and the miracle of birth that we all go through, that every time that I have some deep shadow work to go through, the one thing that I look at is I remember that spark of light. It's kind of like right in my chest area, right here. And I let that beacon of light come open and expand and shoot out of me. Or I let that divine rainbow of light Come down and wash over me. And then shoot out and cleanse me. Remember you are loved. So, with that, if you are looking at um, wanting an Oracle card reading, I can do that with you. Hmm. I think... I am going to do earth magic, earth magic. And these cards haven't been used very much, but they kind of have different knowings. Okay, going to do earth magic. It's from Stephen Farmer. I am going to do the path of the soul. Those are the two we're gonna pick from today. Path of the soul. And these all have beautiful colors. Beautiful, beautiful colors. So the path of soul. Uh, Earth magic. Okay. So Veronica. Uh, Earth magic. Both of you want Earth Magic. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. So Veronica, since you typed in first, I will um I will do that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> A dragon card got into the earth magic. Hmm. Every... Macintyre. I cannot say that word. Uh, so I guess that card needed to be told today. So I'm going to leave that card out. And I may have to read that card. Because that one got stuck in the middle of this deck make sure there's nothing else peeking in, but I did flip them around. Okay. So Veronica, if you can please, and these are new cards, so I have to wake them up. They're not too new. I've used them, but there we go. Okay. So earth magic. Oops. So, Veronica, I'm asking you to put an intention out there for me, please. There we go. Thank you. Okay, Veronica. Card for Veronica. One for Veronica for her guidance. Please. Guardians of this card deck. There's one coming up. There we go. There we go. Desert. Desert. I know you probably feel like you're in the middle of a desert, don't you? So this card is desert. Vision quest. Ooh, yeah, that kind of sings true already for me. Vision quest. Desert. Okay, let me find the D. Desert. Desert. Okay, so uh, I'm going to read. This might be a little bit of a long read, but um, I apologize. Okay, I'm going to try to do it quickly. Vision Quest. In this car, um, this and climate zone that we call desert, images shift and change throughout the day, yet always maintain a sharp and defined presence. Those hardy species of flora and funa that have found a home in the desert have adopted over eons to relieve relative harmless that they're strong characters of these lands. Throughout history, we've passed down many stories of people wandering the desert. Often, they about religious figures and ascendant masters who've had a journeyed there. Sorry, often they are about religious figures and a set of masters who have journeyed there and returned their people with remarkable visions. The desert is, is an ideal place to seek a vision or a more accurately to allow a vision to come to you. The quiet and peace of such environment is conducive to a solitude required to have this type of profound experience. Spend time in this region without the usual accompaniments of a civilized world can present survival challenges, or at least seem to. And this could rightfully be called a vision spirit quest, where through steadiness in the seamlessly bleak environment, It comes becomes possible to receive direct guidance from spirit initially internally and in the world around you. Vision quest. A vision quest is a present process whereas you spend a few days in the wilderness alone. Typically, you carry water, only water, and some sacred items with you and spend most of the time praying and meditating. Many who have completed a vision quest assert that it is a powerful and even life-changing experience and report a vivid and profound relationship. It is said that a desert does not lie. So, partaking in this can help you discover the truth about your purpose, and/or at least give you some clues. It is time for you to go on a vision quest. Wherever you go, take the question, concerns, or challenges with you into prayer or meditation allow it to float around in your consciousness and watch it show up this is one of the more powerful cards by drawing it whatever other messages you may receive it amplifies their it amplifies threefold so what i'm getting about this vision quest for you sweetie is, is that it's time for you you're going to go through a lot of grief. You're going through life altering changes right now. And and it's time for you to settle in and find out the reason why things are happening by meditating, going into a um, moment of quietness, even if you just sit and breathe before you go to sleep at night or when you first wake up. Do your personal vision quest by taking walks, um, doing the inner work right now, because I can tell you, the times that I've had life-altering moments in my life, the more that I go into spirit, the easier the walk is. Doesn't mean that we have the time to go out on vacation. It's not a vacation, but it's about being in the moment of spirit. And that means when you're walking, take a breath before you get out of the car. Take a breath before when you're getting in the car. Take a moment whenever you are. If you're sitting at a light, Stop and breathe and look around you. Be aware of your surroundings. I hope that helps, Veronica. Blessings to you. Okay, Bev, let's do some earth magic for you. Uh, You're more than welcome, Veronica. Okay, so I'm clearing the cards for you, Bev. There we go. Okay, so Bev, start putting out there what... You don't have to put in what you want, just put in the intention of what you'd like to hear. You're going through some stuff too, my dear. Oh, my, all of us are going through some stuff. Oh, yo, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I went through it a while ago. Okay, do you see that card sticking out? <laughs> Woo! Nope. Are you falling? Build. Ebb and flow. Okay. Hi. Uh, okay. So this card here, I'm going to wait because it was starting to pop out. The fog. And it's not everything is able to be seen. You know, there was one time I was driving my kid down to New Mexico so she could move there. And um, it was interesting. We we're up in the mountains and we couldn't see even out to the trunk, to, to the hood of the car. The fog was so thick. And all of a sudden, we went whoop and opened up. And we can see as clear as day. It was like going through this vision. So we're starting to wake up. We're starting to see the light. Hold on to that. Okay, so ocean, ebb and flow. I'm going to read that one. That one's calling to me to read for you, Bev. So ocean, oh, this is ocean. New moon, ocean, ebb and flow. Lots of writing here. Ebb and flow of life is never more clearly represented than the ocean's movements. The tide of these great bodies of water rise and fall in regular rhythm, and the waves continue to roll to the shores in endless and varied patterns. Just as have been doing for many years, millions of years, and will continue for millions more these tides and waves maintain a relative predictability unless otherwise unforeseen forces of nature intervene which have been known to happen hurricanes earthquakes for an instance can have a dramatic effect on the circumstance on the characters of both tides and waves the ocean covers 70% of the earth, and the human body averages compo- composition of 70% water. The dynamic gravity, gravitational interaction of the sun and the moon that mo- moves these massive bodies of water creates shifting tides, also affect our human bodies in ways That we respond to instinctively, often having a great deal more influence over our moods and emotional states than we are aware of. An important aspect of the art of living to the movement of the ebb and flow of emotions, joining their futility but not being um, captured by it. It is also not necessary to become obsessed with any particular f- fluctuation in mood or feeling. They are simply emotions, often activated in a ways that are completely beyond your understanding. When you neither minimize or exaggerate the intensity and the importance of your emotions, then You then have a greater sense of when and how to express them. You have been fighting the ebb and foe of your own feelings, denying your heart anger or sorrow by either attracting attaching yourself to one or other and nurturing it as if it were a nursing child, or else smoothing over your feelings with more protect, practiced response that deny and hide what is going on beneath the surface of your expressions. When you attempt to constrict yourself from expressing your emotions, it is much like trying to stem the tides that grow even more forceful with every attempt humans make to control them. Allow yourself to swim with the these varieties rather than resisting them. Because of the fact that if we come out of the fog, if we deal with the ebb and flow of our emotions, we can come out of the fog and go, oh, I understand that a little bit better. Kind of interesting. So... I'm going to read this dragon card that was in this. If nobody else wants to have a, um, a card reading here coming up at the end here, um, I'm going to read this card here of the dragons. I was looking at dragons, and they were kind of talking to me, but yet at the same time, they didn't necessarily have anything to say. So I guess this is the quiet little whisper that they were doing. Okay, so 10, um, 1013. So X123. X123. It's two. Three. Okay, so ever my dyslexia here is um, you're more than welcome, Bev. I'm glad you're here. Okay, so um Everbury MacInrich I know that other people probably can read this better than I, but my dyslexia is not really liking these words and I'm not figuring them out very much. Okay. So this drag, okay. I will guide you to discover the best way you can heal. So after that card that, um, that um, the de- um going on the, um, the, uh, the desert walk that, Uh, Veronica got, and then the um, ebb and flow and the fog that Bev got. I will guide you to discover the best way to can heal. This dragon comes with the strength and the power to devolve deep into your ascent astral past and bring healing. She usually follows the. Material line, material line back through the passage of time. She states the time has come to release the chains that bind the continued pain from your ancestors, which has been passed down from generation to generation. You do not need to own this. As it has as it is not and never was your pain to bear. Wow. She reassures us that it is safe to explore old family hurts and release them to her. If she has shown up today in the reading, ask for her wisdom to guide you to the best way to heal the past. And move forward into your life," she says. "I will guide you to discover the best way you can heal and leave the pain of your ancestral past behind. Old family wounds only faster on a deeper level if you, if not acknowledged and released. You serve; they serve you. No purpose in your journey now." If the dragon has flown into your awareness body, she wants you to visit an old natural natural temple, stone circle, or other ancient sacred sites and connect to the energy of the island or the land there. She asks you to ground yourself, be still, and ask her to, for guidance. Due to her connection with Due to her connection with the Avery Henge, Avery Henge, she carries a incredible ancient energy. That of the old ways, the shamanic healer of the ancient of England. And I know what that word is. I can't. I can't. I can't say it. I can say it. I just can't say it right now. Shama healing of the ancient England. Her wisdom is an ancient as the land itself. So I can tell you, go sit on the land, go sit in a chair, put your feet on the mother earth. That is your sacred space and ask her to come in and heal you. Look at that dragon. Isn't she magnificent? Just magnificent. Stonehenge. So I want you to know you are loved, you are blessed. If you like this show and would like other people to watch it, please um, share it, let them know about it, because I want everybody to know that they are light, they are wisdom, and they are blessed. Please like, share, support. Uh, If you're looking for a private session to go in and do some of your ancestral healing, Can help you with that in a private session. If you'd like to do some inner work with yourself, I can help you with that too. Please know that there is a dance of life, and in that wisdom, through the emotions, we find ourselves more. Please know I'm sending you a huge emotional hug of love, knowing that your humanness is very. As a great teacher. Blessings to you on this journey. I this show will be on podcast soon. And I hope that um, everyone knows that you're loved. So I am live Mondays at four o'clock, The Dance of Soul with Regan Forston. And we just got a couple emails about people wanting to be on our show. So you might find some of those people on my show or on the one with Regan. Depends on which one fits where. Also, I am live every Wednesday here, sometimes on Instagram. But, you know, I'm feeling like sometimes Instagram is a little bit getting too um, TikTok-y. And I'm not too sure I want to have certain conversations on there. Blessings to you on this love and this journey. Please love yourself. Give yourself a hug. Pat yourself on the back. And remember, you've done something good. Don't always look at the bad. Look at the good. You're doing a good job. May love be with you. Blessings. Bye now. Thank you for everyone who's following me. I so appreciate it. I have finally reached over the hundred mark. I know that sounds like um, not very many followers on Instagram, or I mean on tw- um, YouTube channel, but I finally reached over a hundred. I was sitting at like 45 forever. Thank you everyone who's following. I am so grateful. Blessings to you. Bye now.